This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I'm Grace. And I'm Alexis. And today, uh, I guess, well, actually, if you're just tuning in, we're a podcast that focuses on recapping cartoon crimes, revisioning, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And we usually just pick one show and do like a little arc and series of that. But since um, pretty much the last three months of the year are such fun holidays, Mm -hmm. in October, we focused on any cartoon having to do with Halloween. And this month, as we explained in our last two episodes, we were focusing on, you know, like what, what kind of cartoon crimes happen around Thanksgiving. And then we were like, oh, we know anything that has to do with pilgrim crimes. (laughs) So uh, that is our theme for this month. So the cartoon crimes of the pilgrims and um, this week and next week will be uh, Alexis telling Mm -hmm. us a tale that I'm very excited about. Um, I will say usually like we don't watch the thing that the other person has seen. I obviously, or is recapping. I've obviously seen this, but I will say I only remember like generally the main characters and the songs. Yes, this is a (laughs) musical. Um, And based on a couple of the like captioned screen grabs Alexis sent me, I was like, (laughs) my memory of this movie is... I don't know what I remember actually from this movie. So I'm real excited to re, um, re-experience it and all of the things that small me must have forgotten over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad that you just said that because it, that like really sums up the way that I'm feeling about, uh, okay, about cool. having to rewatch this movie. So Yes. What movie are we talking about for the next two weeks on this amazing podcast? I'm so excited. (laughs) I've just been grinning ear to ear. Uh, We are going to be talking about none other than the classic animated Walt Disney film, Pocahontas. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm so excited. I don't know about you, Grace. Well, obviously you said that you've seen it. It sounds to me like you really liked this movie when you were younger. I loved it. Yep. I loved this movie so much when I was younger. I had yes, like, a was like my sleeping bag and like <laughs> some sheets and pillows. I went from like Pocahontas to Scooby-Doo, literally. Like, I went back and forth. Those were my childhood bedroom themes. Yes. Um, and so just like you, revisiting this movie as a full-grown adult now for the first time, literally probably since I was maybe like 10 or 12 years old. Mm. Like I can't think of the last time I watched this. Yeah, before same. preparing for these two episodes. <laughs> um, it was quite eye-opening, but I got to say, oh I think it is still on the list of my favorites from the Disney Renaissance era yes. even after watching it as an adult. Amazing. So, okay. I'll talk about the movie, like the you know background, kind of how famous it is in a second. But mm-hmm. first, tell me, I know you say you like it, but Tell me, how excited are you to talk about Pocahontas and what are some of your favorite movies or memories of this movie growing up? So, um, yes, this was also one of my fave Disney movies. I would say in like the um, Disney princesses realm, like Pocahontas is deaf, probably like top three of mine. I think um, what I really loved when I was a kid, I've always been an animal lover. And so like mm-hmm. all of the fun animals in this film, aka like the two or three yes. that show up. Yeah. yeah I like, Which, love... oh, we'll, we'll introduce and talk about all of them oh, throughout yes. the story. Don't worry. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I love, I remember loving those. And then uh, I remember loving the songs, mm-hmm. mainly Colors of the Wind is like the only song I really remember, <laughs> TVH. Mm-hmm. And then as I got, a little older and became someone who really loved the outdoors. I loved this movie even more because I was like, Pocahontas loves the outdoors. And the last mm. time I probably watched it was like maybe in high school, maybe in college. Mm. And so I mm-hmm. always just like really liked, yeah, like Pocahontas, the outdoors, the animals, the songs, um, that she was kind the of like shebang. a badass. Yeah, kind of the yes. whole shebang. 
obviously as I got older, I like learned about like the real Pocahontas and like the real story behind it and was like, oh we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting twist, Disney. Um yes. which twist. Yeah. I don't even know if you can call it a twist at that point, by the yeah. way. It's <laughs> like totally rewrite, rewrite. <laughs> yeah. Which like Disney does with like you think of all the like grim Everything. fairy tales that Disney yeah. it's like like I'm pretty sure like in the Little Mermaid the like real life like story like she kills herself at the end and then Disney mm. was like mm, we'll just sing about it that's not cute we'll just put a <laughs> singing lobster in it or crab yes. but um yes. yeah so I I really love this one um yeah I was never into like the super girly princesses and so Pocahontas really spoke to me um yes. it was like her and jasmine when i was a kid were like my yeah. girls and then esmeralda who's like not really a princess but like yeah but like she still likes she her. earned her right though she earned yeah her right. at least like exactly. in terms of being an awesome character yes so <laughs> not like, like right <laughs> not like the Disney. actual right of princess <laughs> yeah, not a monarchy yeah yeah um so yeah so I just loved this movie I'm pretty sure that um every time I re- will obviously get into it. every time I reference a raccoon I automatically name it Miko um mm. oh. which is very confusing because my it's dog's name is Mako Miko Mako Every time I type Miko or like think the name, I'm like, God, Miko, Mako. So I wonder, uh-huh. I know, I know that's not the inspiration yeah, for not. Mako's name, but it's also like, Grace, yeah. <laughs> did you name him? <laughs> I think like somewhere deep down there was, I'm sure some yeah. influence for it. Probably. Um, but yeah. I, and I will say as a last note, like, again, I only remember like flashes and pieces of things. Oh, and just around the riverbed. I remember that song too, mm-hmm. but like, all of the scenes from Colors of the Wind live in my yes. head rent-free of like off mm-hmm. the waterfall, swimming with the yes. otters. And I think because like I was the like, my dream. So beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. the yes. It's like yes. one of the best like Disney songs and scenes of all time. Well, Grace, that was a beautiful, beautiful summary. And if anyone uh-huh. from Walt Disney Productions is listening right now, they're like, wow, this was literally our target like demo focus group <laughs> child right here in 1995. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because... They like animals. They don't care about the dirt. Like exactly, they, they like want the to... songs, the music, <laughs> badass female, strong lead. Because so yes. okay, this <laughs> this movie came out in June of 1995, and it starred Irene Bedard as Pocahontas and Mel Gibson as uh, John Smith. Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> But wait, there's more. And Christian Bale, <laughs> among others, Christian, Christian Bale was Thomas, who, yeah, we'll talk about all these characters later. But yeah, what? literally, the, the only reason I just said who was starring in it, because I mean, like, it doesn't really I'm matter, already... but was because Mel Gibson and Christian okay. Bale are in it. Yes. Yes. What? And Especially like, like, like Mel Gibson's voice, I at first didn't really recognize, but then when I started writing, I was like, holy shit, that is Mel Gibson. But Christian Bale, I immediately recognized. I was like, oh my God, he sounds oh like little God. newsies, Christian Bale, when he was like, can... so young. Back was in this 95. like basically between, yeah, like newsies and like American Psycho or whatever? <laughs> like, pretty much. It's a like, weird transition. Psycho came out like 99 or something. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, man, I've been doing too much like upbeat children's shit. I got to really show my, my <laughs> dad. I got to be able to be Batman one day. <laughs> yes. Get a little exactly. dark. <laughs> show that I can be a psycho. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so among others who were in that movie, yeah, that is just kind of like the top. <laughs> I'm already listed. learning so much more about this film. Babe, yes. And so it also received two Academy Awards for Best Musical or Comedy yes. Score and Best Original Song for Grace. Yeah, called it Colors of the Wind. And oh, this well movie, deserved. <laughs> very well deserved. Many people I know our age memorize every single lyric to that song I could anyway I could recite it right now and have my dog be like the wait, otter wait, wait till we get there wait till we get there hold on have your piano on standby <laughs> wait so anyway this movie it tells the story of Pocahontas a Powhatan woman and the arrival of the English colonial settlers from the Virginia company and so it takes many 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 creative liberties <laughs> and diverges quite a bit from the true history of the Powhatan tribe and Pocahontas and the Virginia company. So the way I'm going to do this is today in part one, 
I'll do like a very truncated spark notes version of the history of the Powhatans and Pocahontas cool. and the Virginia company. Like the real up, life. The real life leading okay. up to them landing in the new world. And then we'll talk about the movie. And then next week I'll finish up the rest of the movie and cool. talk about what actually happened to these characters after the events of the movie went down okay, and like good. point out the like more glaring historical accuracies in general. I'm so very excited for that break follow-up. I know there was a Pocahontas <laughs> 2 and I cannot imagine that that's... Yes, and I did also watch Pocahontas 2 to prepare for this <laughs> because I was like, I'm wow. going to talk about the stuff that happened in that movie, so I should watch it, but I'm not... I'm not going to well, cover well, it like that, but I'll, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, let us talk about the star of these first two episodes or of these two episodes, uh-huh. Pocahontas. Pocahontas is to believe to have been born around 1596 and she oh. was the daughter. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. I didn't realize it was, was that old. Uh, uh-huh, the daughter of uh, the paramount chief of the Powhatan Confederacy. And she was born with the name Madoaka, which actually means I found, oh, and act, well, let me say this first. Her name meant bright stream between the hills. Mm. Um, and the name Pocahontas actually translated to something more literally like little brat uh, or playful. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. uh, let me time out right here, though, and also say my sources for these two mm. episodes before I get any further. So in addition to just like various Wikipedia pages, I also looked at of the, of course, our favorite. I also looked at the Jamestown Yorktown Foundation, the United States National Park Service, uh, First Nations Seeker, and the last but not least, and absolutely most importantly, the Powhatan Museum of Indigenous Arts and Culture. Cool. Uh, their website had a bunch of great information on it. So, okay. All that said, back to Pocahontas. Yes. Her real and, name, sorry, she was- really quick, yeah, where actually like, I assume this is like on like the Eastern coast. Is this mm-hmm. in what's it's now Vir- Virginia? What is now Virginia, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll get there yes. in just one moment, absolutely. So yes, she was born with the name Madawaka and uh, it is actually believed that the name Pocahontas was given or was told by the English settlers uh, from Native Americans that that was her name because they wanted to like protect her identity and protect their peoples from future harm because they were obviously like very, they were both superstitious and suspicious of the colonists, like rightfully. Yeah. So for her and maybe a lot of other natives, they actually gave them like false names to the settlers to like try to protect themselves. But anyway, not much, if anything is known about Pocahontas's mother, but it's believed Mm. that she may have been of lowly status and may have even died in childbirth. Mm. But According, this is very interesting, according to a settler who lived among the Powhatans as an interpreter, Uh the chief actually had like a lot of wives, (laughs) like, like different wives from different tribes. Oh, (laughs) interesting. So Pocahontas was probably not actually a princess in the sense that she like is depicted in media, like the oh, Disney princess, where right. she like had a, a birthright to chiefdom or something. Yeah, like she was that. like the next in line. Exactly. So there are some written accounts of settlers though who said that even though you know she wasn't like in line or anything like that, mm-hmm. the chief was still very close to her. Okay, so she's like a fave. Exactly, perhaps, okay. and maybe also his last surviving daughter. Um, because also she was apparently in specific, like out of the Powhatan Confederacy, which I'm going to get to in just a second. She was specifically from what was called the Pamunkey tribe. And it was the largest tribe in the Confederacy with like the largest, uh, you know, population of like the largest army or like number of warriors. Mm. So it's like probably pretty, pretty possible that the chief spent a lot of time around there and like spent a lot of time with her naturally because they were like the strongest tribe in the Powhatan Confederacy. So especially during like times of combat is probably, probably like not super hard to believe that she would like maybe be like sitting in on or around when he was yeah. like making important decisions, you know? Yeah. Um, also, so, yeah, go ahead. Backtracking yeah. <laughs> ever so slightly to a totally irrelevant thing. But when you mm-hmm. were saying like the, the seller who like was the, interpreter for some reason I thought you were gonna say intern <laughs> like just imagine like an 18 year old like little settler like 
like an intern. Honestly, like, I don't know what like he call, have... intern colonizer. Like Grace, I don't know what. that's probably the modern day equivalent. <laughs> they were they probably just sent someone who had decent temperament to like work with the Powhatans and like <laughs> learn like, the language. And it's none like, of us oh, want to do this. Make the intern do it. And it had to be someone who like wasn't skilled with like their hands or like strong because they needed those <laughs> people like finding resources and building camp. Yeah. Um, so I just imagined, yeah, he's yeah. like just getting the coffee for like everyone. <laughs> for Chief Powhatan, <laughs> like <laughs> helping them like set the smoke for like their council or something. Yeah, exactly. like, learning all the ways. Doing all the shitty work that no one else wanted to do. <laughs> so yeah. anyways, yeah. that was just But hey, I... he was a fountain of information and his notes have <laughs> helped us learn a lot about these, these there we people go. since. Those so, good hey, old interns. Sometimes the work of an intern, it turns Don't, don't overlook it. The you never know what you might find yourself in Mm -hmm. so okay so this brings us to uh like a real quick summary of the Powhatan tribe and the overall Powhatan confederacy the Powhatan people it was this massive honestly confederacy of indigenous Algonquin speaking people in the Tidewater Mm -hmm. region of what's now known as Virginia but Indians had been living in this region for like over 12,000 years, apparently, before Chief Powhatan, Powhatan even started to like build this alliance. Mm. So some people or some accounts even say that the overall Powhatan Confederacy or like that territory spanned from parts of North Carolina or like the Carolinas to present day Washington, D.C. And oh, that they damn. even established like um, they established a council not like area, but um, like a, a, just, yeah, like a place where all the different tribal leaders would congregate for mm. meetings that is now at modern day Capitol Hill, apparently. Really? Yes. That's, yes. I've got the chills. That is so say, spooky ooky. I like had to double, I like triple read that. Like, wait, what, huh? What? I was wild. so confused. Yes, but also, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we know of America today in terms of like our trade routes, our roads, all of that, where our cities are is based off of where natives were already living or like routes that they had already created. And we just kind of like hopped on later and we're like, okay, let's like, well, whatever, we'll get to that stuff later. (laughs) It's ours now. (laughs) So in the late 16th or 17th century, oh gosh, I'm going to try to say his name. Bear with me here. I'm going to try to say a lot of names. John Smith. John Smith. Governor Ratcliffe, <laughs> um, Wahunsanaka, the I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Wahunsanaka. He was the paramount chief, aka the fa- the future father of Madawaka, aka Pocahontas. Okay. He established the confederacy of about thirty tributary people, so people along all these different rivers in eastern Virginia. Um, including the Pamunkeys, uh, where Pocahontas was born, and the, Rappah- the Rappahannocks. <sighs> this paramount chief. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying. This paramount chief would later be known by English colonists as the Powhatan chief or Chief Powhatan. Mm. And so the name Powhatan or the word is used to refer to the region the tribes controlled, the tribe itself, and the chief of the tribe. Um, But interestingly, I found from the Powhatan like Indigenous Museum's website that it translates to one who dreams the word Powhatan. So interesting. interesting. Cool. (laughs) And some other fun facts I came across while reading that Uh website. You'll love this, Grace, uh, or at least a couple of these. The words moccasin and tomahawk are both Algonquin slash Powhatan words. Yes, that we now use today. And yeah. one of my favorites, the word raccoon is an Algonquin <laughs> word, Powhatan word that literally, that literally translates to animal that scratches with its hands. <laughs> I love it. Isn't that amazing? So yeah, uh, all, wow, cool. All of these things that we've carried into, yeah, just like life today. Um, wow. And yeah, those are just like three I pulled. There are many, many others. Cool. Um, but why we are talking about the Powhatans with this movie today is because the Powhatan Confederacy was where the English colonists established their first permanent settlement in North America. And when they arrived in North America and saw the power of Wahunsanaka, the paramount chief uh, that he had over the entire region, 
they knew like, oh shit, we need to build an alliance with them, mm. particularly with Chief Powhatan, because we don't know what we're doing. We don't know this <laughs> land. We don't know uh -huh. where to find food. Please help, sir. Please help. Uh -huh. So who were these settlers? You may ask, although I briefly name dropped them earlier. Mm -hmm. They were the workers and laborers and uh, some interns. poor men, interns essentially, <laughs> of the Virginia Company. Uh, a company responsible literally by decree of King James for colonizing the East Coast of North America and oh. what is now Maryland, Virginia, and the Carolinas. Yes. So, <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, King, King James. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess told him to not even being subtle. Not at all. <laughs> So the London Company was a division of the Virginia Company, and the London Company was the division specifically uh, chartered to explore and exploit the New World, mm. specifically by creating the settlement in the Virginia Colony, supported by a bunch of laborers and volunteers, essentially, like, mm. essentially indentured work. <laughs> oh, work Systems, we'll say yes <laughs> so all these young British men thinking that they were going to you know find gold and riches in the new world that literally gold would wash upon shore they signed up and hopped on board but it was kind of a fair deal uh, fair to the extent <laughs> that indentured systems can be, uh, can be yeah. yeah in exchange for seven years of labor the virginia company would provide passage and food and protection and land ownership with the small caveat that the worker had to survive for those seven years <laughs> wow so, okay i also did not realize any of this Mm, it's so interesting like great I could tell you this episode I could do like five episodes for like or five hours <laughs> for each of these episodes yeah or five yeah. episodes for just this because I wanted to keep going and I was like I have to do yeah truncated gotta, cut it off. <laughs> gotta keep going <laughs> so yes yeah, just a few more things here about the Virginia company and then we will finally be to our movie um the general like goal of the investors was obviously the investors in the Virginia company was obviously mm -hmm. to profit from the natural resources of the new world. So they figured that the proceeds from the sale of stock in the company would be used to help finance the cost of establishing settlements okay. and paying for the ships and supplies and recruiting people. Mm -hmm. And the company paid all of the costs of establishing the company in return and in return the crown granted them the right to control the land and the resources there, just as long as, you know, like they got the kickbacks and the taxes and everything when it was shipped around the world. To reference another <laughs> Disney movie, this is a tale yeah. as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> it was going on even before this too. <laughs> yes. uh -huh. You're right. Oh God, nice. So <laughs> last thing I'll say about the London slash Virginia company, because I think it is quite interesting. Um, a single share of stock in the Virginia company cost 12 pounds and 10 shillings, which okay. at that time was apparently the equivalent of more than six months wages for an ordinary working man. And oh. essentially the way that company worked or like the oversight of the colonies worked uh, was like the largest investor was like the president of that colony, essentially. <laughs> so for example, one of the largest oh. single investors in the London company or in the Virginia company was a man called Thomas West, Lord de la War, aka Lord Delaware, as the natives started to uh. refer to him. What? And he wow, served okay. as the first governor of Virginia between 1610 and 1618. And wow. of course, in turn, colonists named the Delaware River and the Native American Lenape tribe, originally called the Lenape tribe, uh -huh. was renamed the Delaware tribe after him. I have as so was many thoughts. The modern day this... state of Delaware. Right. I have so many thoughts on this setup, but we just need to keep moving. This is wild. <laughs> this is wild. It's like, this is okay. how the states were founded, yes. y'all. <laughs> I was We're like, wow, no experience good. governing yes. just a lot of money. Literally just a single, it's yours. like largest investor in this company where one single share of stock costs six times a month's salary of the average man. Just let I'm, that sink in. I'm unwell we about keep this it Yes. Okie dokie. <laughs> so the expedition to the new world set sail in three ships 
the Discovery, the Susan Constant, and the Godspeed on December 20th, 1606. The smallest of these three ships, the Discovery, was captained by a man named John Ratcliffe. And of course, there were many, many workers and laborers and crewmen on these three ships, one of which was none other than John Smith, an English soldier, explorer, eventual colonial governor and admiral of New England and writer slash author. And uh, essentially he got involved with the Virginia company earlier that year, kind of probably a little column A and a little column B here because he was a great writer and also because he was a great adventurer because Mm -hmm. one of his main incentives or like purposes for the Virginia company was really to just write about his experiences and observances to promote English colonization back to like the crown and to the wealthy people in the United Kingdom. And like he did also make a lot of maps and stuff. He's exactly, he's like both in marketing and R&D. Like he went out into the (laughs) field to like get a sense of what the land could do and like Uh where the natives were and how you had to negotiate with them. But then he would like We'll talk more about him later, but okay, like, okay. Yeah, he would send the info back to the crown and it was like, yeah. it made it all look like such a great experience. He was, was honest like so that it was easy. rough. Oh, no, okay. he, he was honest about it, but he was like, but once okay. you get here, man, if you work hard, you're going to fucking mm. love it. So we'll, we'll talk more about that next week okay. when we talk about like what happens after these, uh, the events of this movie, but uh-huh. yes. So, um, interestingly about John Smith though, during the voyage, he was actually charged at one point with mutiny by like the overall captain of the Uh-oh. expedition, who was, I think, like directly captaining like the biggest of the three ships. Uh-huh. And uh, this captain, Christopher Newport, he planned to execute John Smith, actually. It was like during a pit stop to the Canary Islands. I don't know what he did. I'm not Uh-oh. sure. He probably honestly like made a like your mama so fat joke or something <laughs> and Newport was like kill this man she I, like, could be really the anchor for the this ship oh. damn. Ah, damn. treason <laughs> not wrong <laughs> not wrong throw him off throw him off right now so <laughs> thankfully they didn't throw him off they actually wow. just arrested him and he was prisoner actually for like most of that trip from the united kingdom to the new world so Which, like, there's the probably... there's the first historical inaccuracy from the movie he's like <laughs> manning the ship and like saving anyway go ahead sorry yeah i was just gonna say like i'm sure like the like the cells on the ship really sucked and i'm sure you didn't get as much food but like they don't have to do all the hard work on the ship, right? <laughs> True. It's like That's napping. True. Yeah, just sleep cruise. all day for a few months. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a cruise. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm but, trying to put a Disney spin on it. Exactly. Oh, Disney put their spin on it. Well, <laughs> and, uh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, thankfully, though, by the time that they got to, uh, well, what is now called Virginia, Uh, The captains all unsealed orders from the Virginia company, designating Smith as one of the leaders of the new colony and then like (laughs) sparing him from death. Yeah, they're like, oh shit, sorry. Or like, I don't know, somehow they got word of it and sent, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow the the Virginia company was like, you are not killing this man. This is our chief propagandist, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We need him. (laughs) No one knows the land. Right on this damn shit. Yeah, he knows the land and he's a man of many words. Mm. Um, so these three ships made landfall on April 26, 1607, at the southern edge of the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay, which they immediately named Cape Henry, which I think was like the son of King James, Henry was like the son of King James or something like that, Mm, of course, uh, near present-day Virginia Beach, and, um, They actually very shortly after decided to move the encampment because they were almost immediately getting attacked by and started attacking natives. So it was not like a smooth welcoming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Makes Uh, sense. Yeah. It was like uh, from, you know, previous experiences with like other tribes that they had and they got a little like trigger happy, I think a little (laughs) too soon and just, yeah. So it was a rough start. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up moving like 40 miles upstream and settling on, on May 4th. 1607 and establishing what is now called the Jamestown settlement or not now, but what is now known as, sorry, as the uh, Jamestown settlement on the James river. 
And this brings us to the film Pocahontas. <laughs> so yes, we're here. Okay, we are here with all of that historical context behind. But actually, we're going to like back up a little bit before they get to Jamestown. Okay. And I just have okay. to mention that okay. like when we see the Virginia Company departing from the United Kingdom, all these men are just singing all these songs about how they're so excited to find the new world and find gold. And John Smith mm-hmm. is just like swinging from ropes around the ship <laughs> and letting down the main sail and everything like that. And the crew's all looking up to him as a leader. John Smith uh-huh. has this like long blonde hair flowing in Blowing. the wind muscles and all of this and Ratcliffe meanwhile Ratcliffe the captain of the ship Mm. he is depicted as kind of this like big fat wealthy greedy money hungry guy and he's got this cute little dog uh it's like a bulldog a little pug thank you named Percy which interestingly I only remember the animals (laughs) yeah right Thank you, because yeah, I didn't even, I was like, God, what kind of dog is he? I didn't, gotcha. didn't write that down. But anyway, so um, he, uh, Ratcliffe is like this kind of bigger guy. He's always wearing this like nice suit and has this like fedora with a feather coming out of it. And uh, he envies the respect that Smith has among the other That's workers right. and crewmen. So you like see that boiling up in the background, but he also knows that he needs Smith to like help him out and finding mm. gold and taking care of the native problem. Mm. And uh, yeah, to that end, there's also a whole lot of talk of getting gold, no matter what the Indians have to say about it. Yikes. Oh, we're gonna so keep they it set moving. that tone real hard Real and fast. quick. Uh, yeah, I oh, think, okay. is this the part where they're sin- singing the song about savages? I don't, yeah, it's bad. I, oh, I, I remember. I, I know, I didn't oh, remember it until I watched it. I was like, damn, they have all these great songs, but then like two of the longest songs in the movie they say savages like a thousand times right, and they're like eating drums and <laughs> yes, stuff or yes. something yeah or it's like a like Ooh. a heavy percussion like very kind of militant I'm not mm. gonna sing it but no, yeah we're not yeah okay uh anyway so uh while they're on this trip on the water on this expedition the ship hits dangerous waters we get to see Smith again being a hero. Thomas mm. somehow like flies off of the ship. Thomas, voiced by Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. He's like this young, literally probably like 16 or 17 year old. At the very beginning, you see him like hugging his mom and father and like little infant sister Aww. goodbye as he gets on like the discovery. And then to, like, almost literally to- dies. <laughs> And he like gets thrown off of ship during a storm and John Smith literally like ties himself to this rope and jumps into the ocean to save him totally wow. not real but John Smith is a Chad apparently so whatever <laughs> meanwhile in the new world though uh-huh. Chief Powhatan and his warrior tribe have emerged victorious from a very long and fierce battle against the Massawomack tribe which is a real tribe. They were Iroquois natives, um, primarily in like Maryland and West Virginia and Pennsylvania, who actually were, I think, um, God, okay. There's so much I want to say. Just let me say this. So apparently the way it worked, like there was a big rivalry or factions between Iroquois natives and Algonquin natives and the Powhatans were Algonquins. So the Algonquins and the Massawomics actually may have been like, combating actually, at that time yeah. maybe but it was the Powhatans who were actually afraid of the Massawomics so if oh. the Powhatans won this battle it would have been like a huge victory I don't think yeah. this, this battle happened or at least in 1607 but like funny that the movie did kind of like Hate. like for, for what it's worth there are some like interesting little tidbits of native history yeah. that are like a little true that they threw Great. in well, here that's so. super interesting and it just makes me think of how then you talked about like allyship of being like the settlers coming and being like you guys are a strong tribe and I that now makes me wonder if the tribe was like y'all got guns exactly and we got an enemy <laughs> who we're kind of scared of and we've got the Iroquois so we need y'all help yeah. against the Iroquois yeah yeah exactly yeah. so anyways anyway yeah interesting yeah so anyway at this point Powhatan tribe they're like super they seem very peaceful and communal they're like all singing together and you know picking Mm -hmm. maize and you know washing clothes or whatever basket weaving and Mm -hmm. near the river all this it just looks 
it's it's an amazing uh like juxtaposition from them on the ship screaming about uh, savages and how they want to kill indians no matter what yeah. and then you like turn to them and they're just like all like hugging their kids and so calm and peaceful <laughs> good job and, it, it, like, very good job yes actually, like kind of impressive i know I yeah actually it, went, like did that they want you to know straight up, like, yeah, these uh, these colonists coming over, they they don't know what they're talking about. Like, they they want you to understand that in the first like few minutes. Yeah, and okay. even as even as the chief is like celebrating with the town, talking about like, yeah, we were so victorious, we fought so amazingly, we no longer have like the Massawomic threat or whatever. Like, oh shit, that sounds violent. But he still is like so calm, and the town is just like calmly like cheering. Nicely. Like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> And so the chief, he's ready to celebrate with the village and he asks for his daughter Pocahontas to join him. But Pocahontas, ever the rascal, that little playful one, (laughs) she's out in the woods playing around with her two buddies, the animals, Miko, the raccoon, and Flit, the hummingbird. Flit. Flit. I I, I couldn't remember his name either until I watched it. And Miko is like, just as a little background on them, he's like the goofy, like, I don't really care about what's going on right now. I'm just looking for food. And yeah, he's a raccoon. He's a little <laughs> mischievous little guy. And Flit, though, the bird, he's like wiser and all, it is always trying to like keep Pocahontas from doing the wrong thing and all that. So it's just interesting to see like those are, it's like her angel and her devil kind yeah. of on her shoulder. Yeah. Yes. And they don't, they don't talk either. So it makes it kind oh, of even right. funnier because you're like, oh, they're just cute animals. They're not like actually characters driving this story so anyway so Pocahontas is out in the woods playing with them and she's like standing on cliffs and letting the wind blow in her hair and (laughs) jumping off said cliff into the river below and shit and her best friend Nakoma comes up to her and tells her that the chief has returned and can't wait to see her can I ask a question yeah yeah I was thinking about this leading up to our recording today does Nakoma have bangs? She does. Yeah. Yeah. That was just it. I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, did they give her bangs? Yeah. <laughs> like super modern bangs. Like, like super modern. She had like a super cute like bun slash ponytail. Yeah. That's yeah. all I remember about the best friend is like, <laughs> again, this why does she like, have bangs? Did they give her bangs? Anyways, that was just something. I needed to ask today when you Thank brought you. her up. Yeah, you know, good that's question. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, um, because when I was talking about this with someone else the other day, they also mentioned like, oh, I love Nakoma's hair in that movie. <laughs> it was a look. It was a great it look. Was. So the fact that you just said that, like, yeah, apparently <laughs> our whole, like, dude, we are like Target Disney demos. <laughs> yeah. <It's shaped. laughs> We're carrying those bangs with us to this yes, day. Forward, always. Yes. So anyway, Pocahontas, she excitedly goes back to the village to welcome her father. And when she finally meets up with him, he's like, all right, hey, what's up, girl? Like, what you been up to since I've been <laughs> gone? And Pocahontas tells him that she's actually been having these like weird dreams about a spinning arrow that just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning in circles. Yeah. And she thinks it means that something special might be in store for her. (laughs) And her dad, the chief, he's like, oh, you're actually correct. Because as it so happened, while we were out at battle, my strongest, most handsomest, most fiercest warrior, Kokoam, asked for your hand in marriage. Oh, wait, that's right. And I essentially (laughs) accepted on your behalf. Oh, I forgot about this whole plot. Yes, same. same I knew I knew that there was like a love triangle but I forgot that she was like already betrothed so to speak yeah so the chief tells her this and Pocahontas is like "Mm, no I don't think that's what my dream's telling me like I don't think that but like I'll think about it even though like she had mentioned earlier like Coco he's like a little too serious for me and he's not really my type like I want to like go out and be free and have fun in the woods and explore which like I mean I'm also sure that he would do that too because he's a warrior so anyway whatever (laughs) but she is like but you do make a good point about having like you know a nice strong man who can build me a sturdy house one day too though like that could be helpful that's true she's weighing the pros and cons exactly she's weighing the pros and cons and to make it even harder of a decision the chief gives her a necklace that was worn by her mother when 
he and her married years before as a symbol of this impending marriage. And I think he mentions at that point, like, or, you know, he alludes that the mother is no longer alive. And that's like the teal necklace, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I forgot that was from her mom. Okay. So with this necklace and all of these weird mixed emotions in mind, she goes off canoeing and singing about which way she should go just around the river bend because <laughs> there is a fork in the river and one way is like super rocky and looks shallow and dangerous while the other's like flat and wide and clear. And of course, being Pocahontas, she chooses the shallow rocky way because of mm. symbolism and whatnot. <laughs> so, so. What would make the better metaphor? This right. way. Marrying Cocoam, it would be so easy. It would just be the... <laughs> the politically correct thing to do, but I would lure from life and adventure. I'm going to take this dangerous route. (laughs) But this route did also lead her to the wise old magical willow tree in the middle of a large bank of water aptly named Grandmother Willow. Yeah. I know, isn't it like watching this movie? I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. This is just how all this goes down. Yeah. I just had like a recovered childhood memory of I had a toy of grandmother willow it was like this plastic tree and like the top of it was also the plastic green you could like take the top of it on or off and I think it was like a little like container or something whoa okay stash jar (laughs) (laughs) right like seven-year-old it like was not big okay yeah yeah it was definitely small I'm gonna google it and find it at some point yeah please do oh my gosh wow I wonder I wonder if it was like a McDonald's toy or something because I know they did a a line of Pocahontas toys Mm. um I'll look at anyway yes yes on it like well I was gonna say if you want to research that in the background now but now <laughs> no we'll do it we'll, we'll, we'll do it after this <laughs> off, but off air, off this air. was just like a powerful emotional moment <laughs> right? for me oh go, on. So, <laughs> go on go on gotta move hey. past it gotta keep moving emotions ignore them go bottle so, it up keep moving so that is the opposite of what Pocahontas does Instead, she <laughs> bears all and explains her dreams to grandmother, grandmother Willow and tells her that the chief has also planned to marry her off to Cocoaum. And Grandmother Willow says that this arrow that's appearing in her dream is probably trying to point her in the right direction. Mm. And she tells and teaches Pocahontas to listen to the spirits all around her to guide her mm. on this journey in that right direction. Is that also and a song? So, it is. It's like a very light, just like grandmother Willow kind of okay. like lullabying her into like a meditative state. Oh, like okay. listen cool. to your heart. You oh. will understand. Oh my <laughs> yes. 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 That was yes. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, now okay. Disney's gonna sue us for copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, worth so, it. so Pocahontas listens deeply and says that she hears the spirits telling her about strange clouds coming and this confuses her a lot so she decides to climb up grandmother willow to the top of the tree to get a better view mm-hmm. and she indeed sees what she thinks are strange clouds that the spirits spoke of but poor Pocahontas does not realize that these are no mere clouds they are in fact the sails of the discovery oh. Ratcliffe and Smith's ship from the Virginia company. Mm. And so the ship lands just offshore, or I guess like, yeah, lands offshore and, you know, they get in their little canoes or whatever and paddle mm-hmm. and, and John Smith, he instantly gets out and just decides to just like explore around a bit. Like, don't worry, Radcliffe, I'll find where like all these Indians are and make sure that they're like either calm or he's like, get right to it. Okay. And so after staking a British flag on the shore and proclaiming the territory as Jamestown, Ratcliffe orders the rest of the crew and the employees to start digging like immediately. It's like, all right, men, off the ship, dig. Oh. He's not telling them to dig a campsite or trenches, or like an area for them to yeah, stay safe and hold? rest. He, he's telling them to dig for gold. Oh! And or, I guess in holes, the lipstick of what's her name? <laughs> Kate. <laughs> Kate. <laughs> Same thing. Like, My wife left her lipstick here years ago. You My wife! <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they just like get straight to it, digging for gold. 
like chopping down trees. So yeah, like they are also, you know, getting lumber and stuff and getting ready to settle stuff up. But also I think like blowing up holes for mines and shit, maybe. I I don't unpack first. Back. No, they, yeah, no, no. they only brought one pair of clothes. They're poor. <laughs> At least all the workers are. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. And they don't have any food or any provisions. So <laughs> right. they're so. starving. Yeah. All right. You're right. You're right. So, anyways, as they're all doing this, getting the getting the colonization and full effect, full speed, full speed ahead. John Smith is like out in the woods here, adventuring, flaunting himself is this guy who's just ready to conquer the new world and stop any Indian in his path. Hmm. But hilariously, he is quite literally being tailed by Pocahontas and he doesn't even know it. So he's like, yeah, I'm the best here. But you just like see Pocahontas keep like poking her head out, looking at him like, wow, can he really not hear me? (laughs) Who's this dumbass? Yeah. So again, Disney making it very clear, like, yeah, no, these people, like the natives understand the land and know what's going on (laughs) way more than you guys do. Yep. So Eventually, though, John Smith does kind of catch on and realize that he's being watched and he confronts Pocahontas, but it's like, oh, this is going to bring back memories too. They're like in a waterfall, essentially. So there's like exactly like, oh my God, they're like behind the waterfall kind of. Oh my God. And so he can't really see her face. But then once like the mist kind of clears, he sees like, oh my God, this isn't just the (laughs) name. She's like in literally supermodel pose. I was like, Disney, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, it left him speechless. So she knew what she was doing. It truly did. Pocahontas got around with those poha and she knew. She's like, I know how to attract these men around Mm -hmm. here. I'm sure he likes it too. Their tracks. And that is what she did because he was like, oh my God, this isn't just any native but a female native and so he immediately puts down like his musket or whatever and just like puts his hands up like oh I I just want to talk to you I just want to talk whatever and um very wisely Pocahontas books it the fuck out of there (laughs) (laughs) she's like nice his guns down go yeah But John chases after her and he reassures her that he's not going to hurt her. He just wants to talk and whatever, which like in a way, the real John Smith maybe would have done that too if he encountered a random native while just like out and about because he he was very aware like, no, we need to negotiate with people. So he would have been like, take me to your leader so I can like figure out what's going on or like help teach me what's going on around here. Okay, cool. So at first though, these two don't understand each other at all. Obviously, yeah, Pocahontas is speaking Algonquin. John Smith is speaking English. Yeah. But these woods are apparently magical or something because, like, Pocahontas just grabs John's hand and, like, closes her eyes and listens to the spirits around her. And the wind blows in her Ooh. hair and, like, in John's face. And then she, like, starts talking to him in English. And he's like, oh, okay, Hi. And he's not like, what is this like witchcraft all around me? Like, no, no. He's he's even more intrigued and in love. <laughs> like, yes, you did all of the work to. Not, we're not meeting halfway here. Yes. You do all the work I to come to, to me. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow, someone willing language. to put all of the work in. I think I'm in love. I'm in love. It's amazing in this new world. <laughs> They told me it would be full of all sorts of new adventures. I never knew this was going to Boy, how do you do? Yes. And so John and Pocahontas, they start to get to know each other. They're like talking about what their names mean and where they're from. John's telling her about London and everything. And very hilariously, Miko and Flit are like bothering John. Like Miko keeps like poking him or Flit is poking him and Miko's like stealing shit out of his bag. Like he steals a (laughs) compass and just like runs up a tree with this compass. Yeah, so awesome. John's totally like out of his element. Like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? These animals. Because I don't think they have raccoons in London. Or I would, I obviously have no idea, but the fact that raccoon, like you were saying, like is an Algonquin word makes me think that they're just a North American animal. Yeah, I think so. I feel like I came across... (laughs) 
you know, never mind. I'm not going to talk about how I've read about <laughs> raccoons in the past. We're just going to keep moving. <laughs> so, There's a lot of animal Googling in these episodes. There are, there are. And, you know, I think we're better for it. Same. <laughs> I think we've, yeah. we've learned a lot of very important information. <laughs> mm-hmm. So John is going on with Pocahontas about how his way of life is so much better and how he can teach her so much and how they've improved the lives of savages all over the world. And at this point, Pocahontas is like, okay, wow, date over. (laughs) Yes, She gets up, grab my canoe, I'm leaving. Yes, Pocahontas. So she gets in her canoe and starts paddling off, but John like runs after her and stands in front of the canoe in the water and is straight up like, no, I won't let you leave. And like tries to justify, you know, it's his use of the word savage. Like, it's just a word. It doesn't mean anything, bro. It's all good. You sing a whole it's song chill. about it for exactly. like five months on your trip over. Right. <laughs> half sure. of the words in that song were that word. The right. other half involved killing that word. <laughs> <laughs> you choreographed your tours on yes. the ship to this song. You know what it means. Exactly. And Pocahontas is aware of this because very wisely, she tells him, like, you don't have to try to justify it to me. I know what you meant. You mean that it's someone who's not like you. Burn. And this is when she burns him even harder in the, the ferocity of none other than a musical number, perhaps an Oscar-winning musical <laughs> number. <laughs> Wait, this is when the song happens. This is when Colors of the Wind plays. Yes, and let me say... Wait, this whole song's an insult? This whole really song is it. an insult. Grace, oh my gosh. I'm about to I cry from did not. I did not realize this. And, you know, I had a flashback to, I think we listened, this is like a little side tangent, but I'm pretty sure at one point we listened to Colors of the Wind when we were like in Nashville for Lenny's bachelorette party. Probably. I I remember a whole group of us like singing parts of it. And I was like, it must've been there. But I didn't really, I I gotta admit, I never like memorized all the lyrics to this song. I just remembered like kind of the hook. Yeah. Um, This song is literally all about how colonizers are bad and don't know what they're doing on the land and how they need to like be better to the natives because the natives understand it and how if they walked a day in the natives, they would never want to kill the natives ever essentially or like what if well like even more like this is an Oscar winning song. (laughs) Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Like what I remember, I thought the setup of it was like John Smith was like trying to do something in nature and like fucked it up and she was like, I got you. Like let me show you how to connect with nature fully. I didn't realize that she like was burning him so hard that she also wrote a song about it. (laughs) She wrote a song. She had it prepared. Yeah, this is like uh, like song battle, like rap battle situation. (laughs) John had nothing to counter with. Uh Ah, she shut him down. And she was like, shut that down your song about savages on a boat well you know what i'm gonna write an oscar winning exactly and that's why even as a full adult i still really really appreciate this movie because and i think i i think i mentioned this in a text to you i was like well for every mention of the word savage and god i fucking hate using that word yeah for every time they mention that word and we'll talk about this a little bit more later but they also mention like the white demon the pale stranger this entire (laughs) song about colonizers being bad so i'm like you know there's kind of like a decent balance here god so I'm, next time I want to burn someone, I'm going to sing about it. This is like you the think most. You own whatever land you, and you land on. Yes. The earth is just a dead thing. Okay, we're not going to get sued. I'll stop. That is, that's like straight up like a rat battle or yeah, like a dance battle. Instead, <laughs> everyone at the club like backs up like, oh shit, she's singing oh, Colors shit. of the Wind. Oh shit. Oh shit. Fuck that. Oh shit. The otters are coming out. Back up. Back up. <laughs> that's her like The, the wind is going to carry them through the bar. <laughs> So, wow fuck yeah sum it up sum it up as pocahontas <laughs> explains to john the sound of a wolf crying to the blue corn moon mm-hmm. and that and one on time <laughs> you know on the edge of a cliff at night uh-huh. and that one time that she asked the grinning bobcat why it was why? grinning why? why are you grinning man i, I don't <laughs> i wonder how that went by the way <laughs> i mean actually clearly fine pretty well yeah 
yeah, yeah, she's still so, there. And I think the Bobcats, yeah. one of the groupies now, Prob- also there to insult John Smith. Probably still grinning. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she goes on about singing with the voices of the mountain and painting with the colors of the wind. And she's showing John just the beauty of this new world to him, a.k.a. this land that her and her ancestors have been on for 12,000 years (laughs) and John is instantly falling in love with her and he's ready to tone down his violent colonizing ways but pretty impressive it is pretty impressive she's got a great voice and I mean (laughs) you know I think John likes the idea being like this gruff adventure man of like dating an equal so he's like damn like she could help me hunt like I'm learning from her he he is no longer a Chad he's a beta Chad now he's no longer a beta (laughs) Chad (laughs) Pocahontas he's willing to take the feedback and change exactly (laughs) so yeah you know gotta give him gotta give him some props for that yeah all right but while they're all smitten and coming to learn about each other's ways and falling in love with one another Pocahontas soon hears her village's battle drums signaling that trouble is afoot and that she must return home John, though, he begs her to stay and says that he at least needs to see her once more before anything bad happens. She doesn't really respond yes or no, but she runs off because she knows she has to return home. Hmm. Because you see, in the time that Pocahontas and John are out and about on this tryst, which actually watching it (laughs) as an adult now, I'm like, how many fucking days were they out there? I think it was multiple days. They were just like, no one concerned. (laughs) No one's concerned. I mean, they were like, John's dead. They (laughs) like, He's been gone for three we're days. Fucked. He's definitely we're all gone. Gonna die. We're all gonna die. <laughs> we're all fucked. But I mean, like hilariously, each party kind of is like the, the colonists are like, where the hell has John been? Like, we're <laughs> like they're here, like digging and building this settlement, and they're like, well, John's out doing whatever with the Indians, and then meanwhile, yeah. the Powhatans are like, where the fuck is Pocahontas? Like, <gasps> what's going on? Yeah, but but it's also funny because both parties are used to those people being just like out and doing whatever Uh, they want to do anyway like yeah Pocahontas is known as being like a wild child like Mm. not ever really listening to her dad's authority just going out and adventuring and John is like the the adventure man extraordinaire so he's Mm. like probably out building some city for all they know (laughs) who knows so anyway though for however long this little romantic tryst was going down (laughs) In that time period, the Powhatan tribe learned that the white men landed on their shores. Uh And so the tribe quickly held counsel and discussed how to proceed. And an elder explained to them (laughs) during this council, I'm going to quote the movie here, you guys. This is all, these are Walt Disney's words, not mine. Uh, The elder explained that these men are not like us. They are strange beasts with bodies that shine like the sun, (laughs) weapons that spout fire and thunder, and that these men prowl the earth like ravenous wolves consuming everything in their path. Thus, again, Mm -hmm. giving this movie some points, but whatever. So the chief, upon hearing this from the elder, ordered Cocoam to take some men up the river to observe these settlers and get a sense of their purpose here. And, you know, before actually like preeminently striking, figuring out like, do we need to be on the defense or the offense or exactly purely reconnaissance. So while this group led by Cocoam was watching Ratcliffe and his men digging up all of these holes, like right off of the river, (laughs) does not sound like we're whatever. Anyway, are they like, what are these idiots? I know they're like, they're not going to find shit there. Looking for sand. Yeah, and it actually now that you say that I'm probably pretty sure that's what was going through their mind because all the natives (laughs) like started hunkering down behind uh like bushes and stuff and behind trees and eventually one of them just kind of stands up and looks (laughs) confused (laughs) and like you see him like over the hill and unfortunately because he stood up Ratcliffe got a glimpse glimpse of him yeah and so he like sends the entire settlement into a panic telling them all to grab their guns and just start shooting like no yeah exactly no sense of diplomacy Uh, no sense like bro you just uh, did that 
at least in real life. That just happened to you guys at the Chesapeake Bay. That's why you're in Jamestown. You think you would learn from your mistakes and maybe like this time talk to them before? I think Disney cut out that part of the, the trip. Yeah, they did. But God, yeah. I couldn't let that one go. <laughs> so anyway, a firefight starts and the natives start firing back with arrows. But very quickly, one of uh, the native warriors, Namatak, Namotak, he was hit, shot in the leg, and gravely oh. injured. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, this movie is a lot more violent than I remembered as well. Yeah, someone well, actually got shot. In the someone movie. actually got shot. Oh, it gets worse, as we'll talk about next week. But anyway, so at this point, after Namotak is shot in the leg, the natives retreat to the village. And uh, they take Namotak back. And at this point, this attack is enough for the chief to prepare for war. So he addresses the village, warning them that these white men are dangerous and that no one should go near them. (laughs) Direct quote from the the movie, you guys. was the only thing bird sent me in preparation for this was like a screenshot of the chief just saying... (laughs) these white men are dangerous yes. <laughs> that was it you were like get ready get ready for this film <laughs> which like again points to disney being oh, like yep oh, awesome. so after that warning his village and all of that he then sent the chief sends cocoam to message every village in their nation all of these 30 mm. something tribes so that they can come and reinforce them and prepare to help them fight. And that is where we are going to end this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be back to finish our story of Pocahontas and the Powhatans and the Virginia Company next week. (laughs) Wow, this is a great job. What a point to stop off. I have a quick real life question of yeah oh god what's, don't <laughs> we'll see. I'm so sorry okay no, well two comments a question slash comment yeah. so question is in real life did the colonizers did, did they immediately fight in Jamestown or did they try to form an allyship at first so immediately, yeah, it was more on the allyship side um, when it okay. came to Jamestown. Yeah, so they yes. had that little rough patch when they first hit land. They, and they were like, okay, the hard way. exactly. Like, okay, let's okay. go a little further in. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, when Not they got to Jamestown, right exactly. I think they kind of like learned their lesson. And mm. uh, John Smith did go out on like expedition to try to establish trade relationships um, okay. with the Powhatans. And it actually... He he was he was taken prisoner, I think, at one point. Yeah, makes but, sense. Exactly. But it was so that Powhatan could more so like square him up. And then also, I think yeah. at that same time, or like soon after, Powhatan was like, hey, well, do you want to be like president of this area or like the chief of that area, that territory? Oh. Like you can have that. Because just like the settlers knew they needed the Powhatans and kind of like you alluded earlier, the Powhatans were like, oh, hey, we could use your help too. And Mm, like, interesting. I want to be the one chief Powhatan. I want to be the one who can keep y'all in check. So yeah. yeah, So, I mean, it it wasn't rocky, um, so to speak, when they, at least from what I read. It wasn't like what the, (laughs) what the movie depicted of immediate gunfire. Right. Also like not to ever obviously sympathize in any way, shape or form, probably with, any colonizer but just imagine john smith just got out of the brig on a ship <laughs> and then he's immediately in jail again like i know he's like damn man it's like sucks. everyone wants to put me in right. jail he's like um, i'm gonna sell so many books for this though i'm gonna make a movie out of this one day yeah where they yeah. overlook that i was in jail the whole i'm rewriting history <laughs> rewriting it all and then number two i i'm sorry that i just can't let it go but I just yeah. want to also point out that even more impressive that Pocahontas just learned English and she can already <laughs> write a song insulting someone. <laughs> it's been like a day of knowing a new language Dude. and she's like, let me tell you. Those spirits, those spirits. I know. She was also, it was like all of the native ancestral spirits. So she was getting some mm. of the people from like South America who just met the Spaniards. Oh yeah, they were like, we have been <laughs> waiting for this rap battle to happen. 
<laughs> you don't even know uh-huh. what this man is about to try to do. All right, here, yes. write this down, Pocahontas. Write this down. <laughs> Flip, get a pen. It. We got you. Yeah. For a pen. Where's the mic? <laughs> She's about to mic drop on his white ass right now. She did, and she, did. And, and she got an Oscar for it. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully um, so. Yeah. Wow. Great job. I'm so excited for next week. Yes, next week will be fun. Um, we're going to oh talk more. We'll finish off the story. And then there is a lot, a lot more Powhatan and general okay. history that we're cool. going to talk about at the end and have a little bit of fun with within reason. But great. until we get until we get there, uh, Grace, who should the listeners and watchers tell about this podcast? You know, it's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> such a doozy of things happening yeah. um maybe maybe you should shout it into the wind and tell the wind <laughs> the different colors of the wind and hopefully you shouting on a cliff edge someone will hear it and listen to the podcast be careful don't jump in like Pocahontas did yeah <laughs> or yeah, yeah do no cliff jumping thing. oh or don't yeah don't, yeah, don't cliff jump yeah Mm-mm. yeah I don't know no, within no, reason no, yeah. wasn't liable but like yeah just shout it from a cliff edge on a windy day it's like too windy so no one can hear anyone it's like listen to this <laughs> your like, hair is like in your mouth <laughs> the like beautiful leaves that were flowing like in her hair in the movie are just smacking you like yeah. also getting it they're wet like actually it's hurts yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like twigs oh. a raccoon comes and bites your ankle just attacks you hummingbird <laughs> like pokes your eye out <laughs> stop screaming a, wi- a willow tree falls on you <laughs> we're not liable for anything that why is there a willow tree on a cliff edge i do not know <laughs> i don't know it's a grandma magical willow tree um so and after so you shout end, the wind who else yeah, you i think while you're on the cliff edge <laughs> see if you can find um a wolf howling to a blue corn moon <laughs> not liable for whatever happens to you in that moment <laughs> and ask that wolf that cute little wolf Hey, we are trying to appeal more to our wolf demo after your two episodes. <laughs> that is so true. So, I'm so this month has been about pilgrim crimes and trying to get wolves on our side. Yeah, so we're really working. We're trying. If any uh-huh. wolves are the listening out demo. there, again. yes. Again, we have As a new usual. lost demo. Literally, with every arc, we tr- uh-huh. we're really trying to branch out here. You guys, yeah, yeah we're tapping in. Yeah. Well, wow, great, great job. I think that's all. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.